It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 104 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Warren Carr, Fee Dunn, and John Dyer. And we are recording on Saturday, the 3rd of December, 2022. On this week's episode, we'll see if there are any announcements. We'll then continue our tour of settings and we'll talk about the Google autofill settings, continuing the session from last week. The app of the week this week comes to us from Warren and it's the new reading mode app launched by Google. And finally, the tip of the week from Austin helps you find out details of the Wi-Fi network you're connected to. Austin himself isn't here today. He's partying in Goa, which is, uh, as, as he told us, the party capital of India and very popular indeed. So hope you're having fun, Austin. John, how are you? I'm doing good. I had a pretty typical week. Um, today's my anniversary. So um, me and my wife are going to go out to eat and celebrate tonight. Excellent. Is that with child or without child? Without child, for sure. Where, where does child get left? With relatives or? The grandparents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair enough. You're not going to allow a little child to terrorize the house at uh, two or however old they are then? Yeah, two and a <laughs> half now. We, we can't yeah. trust him yet. We need at least no. another year before we start leaving him by yeah. himself. Well, well, no, no, they don't leave Warren by himself. They they can't trust him either. The family they always have to take him when they go anywhere. Apparently, say. So. Uh, congratulations, my man! It's always a beautiful thing to have those anniversaries, yeah. and uh, you know, you and Ashley have a wonderful time. You know, eat some good food and all that good stuff that comes along with anniversaries. Which anniversary is it? Oh, uh, you put me on the spot. Uh, sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Good thing I'm quick at math. <laughs> uh, John, uh, John, it sounded more I'm, like a guess to me. I'm terrible when it comes to anniversaries. It sounded like a question. <laughs> yeah. Like, do we know? That's what I mean. Do we know? Yeah. Yeah, it's six for sure. Uh, I just double checked. <laughs> With Ashley? <laughs> With math again. Okay. Uh, iPhone, what's going on? Yeah, busy week, preparing for uh, some preaching next Sunday and uh, been doing some other church things for Advent. Um, I also bought a Cyber Monday, Black Friday, whatever type deal um, this week, a power bank that as well as having USB ports has got um, a Wi-Fi charging, not Wi-Fi, has got a wireless charging pad on it as well. Nice. Um, so that's quite cool. Um, that works well. And um, we have threats of power cuts in this country. We don't know if this is going to happen or not. Apparently they won't last longer than three hours, but I think having p charged up power banks just in case um, is a good idea, as well as, um, you know, they're handy when you go out anyway. So... Um, yeah, it's very cold now in, in the UK, certainly in London. Um, there's a very cold wind. So, uh, really, 
Indeed. Yes, hopefully those power cuts are just that worst case scenario they're planning for and we don't actually get them. Uh, But power banks are always good things to have. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I've never had one with a wireless charging thing on it before. Yeah, that was a nice, uh, nice thing. Yeah, and it was—I think it was twenty-five pounds instead of thirty-five or something. Well, nice chunk. Yeah. So yeah, so I thought, why not with money off? Definitely. Warren, what's going on in Washington State? Well, so I get better looking every day like I've always been and uh, kind of getting better after all that sickness from last week. And then we got dumped on almost a foot of snow. And I'm telling you, we kind of have been indoors a lot. And, uh, you know, right now it's like five degrees out there. Um, We're going to be warming up, though. But other than that, I'm so excited to be back to myself feeling better than what i was last week so for me that's something to be thankful for and so i'm happy to be here today and fee good for you that was a good money saving thing you got there for the power bank and most especially if they're kind of threatening to uh, have power cuts you might as well have that baby handy and keep it for when you need it yeah, it's very good. You said five degrees. Are we talking Fahrenheit? That's Fahrenheit, here? isn't it? Yeah, that's cold. That is very oh. cold. Okay, that's so brass it's monkeys. cold here, but not that cold. Thank that's goodness. Bra- that's brass monkeys, isn't it? That. Yeah. <laughs> well, not not that yeah. cold yet. Anyway, no, uh, it's no. nice and warm in the house. That's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we're all I'm sitting. I'm sitting here on the sofa, uh, with a, a an electrically heated blanket over me that's all fluffy yeah. and warm mm, baby that's right. good yeah <laughs> although if you, think you're getting, if you think you're getting better looking i mean you must be blind or something i think oh, um, dear. yeah you're gonna need to get a second opinion on that i think so I, I reckon i reckon you've had a hard paper round judging by what people have said about your face but uh yeah i think you must be blind <laughs> oh a little bit too it's just ed <laughs> we should see what describe image does yeah you, you know like those apps that estimate how old at this point warren's face oh oh that's all right then you can tell what you like about warren's face i get better yeah. looking every day you know i run into people that say how are you i said i it happened again today they say what I got better looking again, and they'll laugh, you know. Of course they <laughs> But laugh. what can I say? They can see. <laughs> now it's going time to take your medicine now, Warren. I don't think oh. you've had it today. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm so thankful because last week I was as sick as a dog, man. It just wasn't well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we're glad you're better. Yeah. So we don't have Austin to do our announcements this week. Um, does anyone have any? I've got one that might be of tangential interest. Well, for announcements, though, even though not very important, but we could talk about the fact that LastPass, uh, LastPass, you know, that password manager, since we're talking about password manager today and the settings of the Google um, autofill and all of that has to do with passwords, we might as well mention here in passing that from LastPass. And uh, they've been hacked again. And to me, it sounds like LastPass kind of gets that breach just about every other year. Or I mean, 
my goodness, from 2016, it appears it was every year. And last year was like maybe twice or whatever. So I could no longer in good faith recommend LastPass as a solution. That's my look on it. And then OnePlus, uh, of course, doing that four-year OS uh, support now, but it has to be phones that come in as of next year and only the flagship phones. Because if you look at what OnePlus has, they have the several uh, phones, the Nord line, then you have the A um, line in China, you have the R series in India. And so it's just, you know, they kind of, hey, we're just going to do the one flagship. So it's the T flagship. They have something. Yeah, no, the T will definitely be one of the flagships. It is. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's interesting you say that because obviously Samsung don't do it on all their phones either. And even though Samsung trailed it, they actually backdated it to older phones than when it was announced. So I guess it's still possible that OnePlus could do the same, isn't it? When they actually announce it. You know, people didn't expect Samsung's to apply retrospectively, but it did. Yeah, well, at least, you know, um, some of the mid rangers in you know from samsung do have you know someday uh, that yeah so yeah, one plus is not doing that at all no well some do and some i mean the problem with samsung is it's quite difficult to find out what their phone policy is i think manufacturers should just say on the phone feature spec without you having to go look up on xda or something what the situation is winds me up with samsung yeah, yeah it is so, a bit confusing but the good thing is that They've improved it for the most part. Yeah, um, yeah. They they used to be really stuff. bad with updates. Oh yeah, yeah. but now they they're really doing well. And um, at least, uh, but the thing that still bugs me with uh, OnePlus is still the bi monthly. Even if it's a flagship, when it comes to you know the security patch. So yeah, okay, we're going to give you five years of security patches, but you know you are getting only six every year when we put it together is that that's not really five years yeah. and bear in mind that those five year security patches won't be <laughs> uniform anyway. on samsung they're not so you don't get five years once a month you get like once a month for the first couple of years three years and then they drop off to once a quarter as well i don't know if oneplus is well or whether they'll keep them bi-monthly uh or whether they'll tail off at the mt yeah but at least for the flagship phones in in samsung though it's it's monthly not for five years, it isn't. It's monthly for the first few years, but not. Well, on the we, back haven't, end. we haven't. We haven't had any flagship for five years yet since they implemented. No, but, but so we, we, we know what flagship. We, we know what Samsung do currently with their flagships, and they tail off. Yeah, so but no what I'm saying though, Ed, you cannot really say because we haven't had any of the flagship phones that was promised five years security patch for that five years to see that they drop it off. So we can't say that. No, but there's no reason to suppose they won't because they haven't said they won't. And it's what they do when they say they have three years. If they were going to keep it five years once a month, they'd have said. But can they change their mind? Yes, they can. But we well, have so to that's assume what it they have tell- done. So we, but we have to assume it'll tail off. Otherwise we hold off this judgment. And then <laughs> when something doesn't do it, then we call them out on it. But right now, you can't call them out on it. But we can because because they would have announced the change if they were going to keep them uniform. They don't keep them uniform. They never have kept them uniform. And if that was going to change, they'd have said so. But this is a different take. This but is they a different said so. take. Well, yeah, they said they're doing five years. So what I'm saying, though, 
So we'll see what happens to S21 or S22 um, if in four or so years now, those things are not getting those security patches. Then we call Samsung and say, you guys lied. But they right now, lie. you, you cannot, haven't lied. You cannot have, like, tell them that, you know, they're not, you know, that they're dropping it off. But that's what Samsung do. They taper patches and they haven't said they won't taper patches. It wouldn't be a lie if they did. They haven't said. And I think if they were going to change it and do it monthly for five years, they would have made that part of the announcement because that would have been a significant change to current policy. Oh, All they've said I'm is saying, the time period is extended. What I'm saying is that with OnePlus, even with the flagship, all you have is mm-hmm. six patches a year. And you're going to tell me I have five years of patches uh, when in reality, <laughs> maybe all I have is 36 months of uh of patches, I don't think that's even 36 months. Yeah, I, 30. I don't know. But OnePlus, OnePlus <laughs> might tail it too. I, I don't know what OnePlus do with their updates. I haven't checked whether they taper or not or whether they're uniform. But yeah. yeah, we'll have to see. The one announcement I had was that Google has opened an accessibility discovery center in the UK. And this is a center they use to work with local partners to help them and Google develop accessibility solutions. I'll put a little blog in the in the show notes. It's tangential to Android, but uh, but interesting. Um, you can visit it apparently if you are an academic or a chairman or, or, or you know connected with a nonprofit. I might see if I can go and have a look and claim that we're a nonprofit. That they might require us to be incorporated, but uh, I can always email them and see what they say. That's interesting, though. They should let blind Android users, you know, go in there because, uh, after all, we're carrying Google's water, aren't we? Uh, So, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you could email them and see what happens. But that's really good news because if they have something like that locally in that area, I think, as far as I'm concerned, it's a good thing. Yeah, I think so. If they do that, I might want to accompany you to uh, to to visit Ed. You'll get your cheeks pulled. Oh no! Oh no! No! <laughs> don't even go down that road. <laughs> don't even uh, do it. It's certainly true. We are Google's water carriers, isn't that right, John? No one has advocated for pixels more than I over the years. Um, I, no. I don't. I don't think that's true. Oh, outrageous. <laughs> Uh, but nonetheless, I shall I shall write to them and hope they don't listen too closely to the Blind Android Jesus podcast. Otherwise, I might get barred. I'm sure Otherwise, they don't. They'll be like, oh, yes, Ed, you're the one who's always yeah, here. And, and then maybe we could have one of them come on here and let's talk about the good stuff. Well, I'd, try and, I'd try and do it. Well, not live, but I'd try and record it there, maybe. What they might do is say, well, what they might do is say that, you know, oh, well, actually... I don't think you can come because you're always taking the mick out of our Pixel phones. But Fee can come because she's polite and nice. Thank you very much, my dear. How many Pixel phones do you own? I don't own any, but I also don't go around slagging them off as well. But she doesn't go around bashing on No, I I do own one, though. I have a five for uh, installing beta purposes. So am I am I better for owning one and slagging them off, or are you better for not owning one <laughs> but not slagging them off? I don't know. I don't know who wins that. I, I don't. I don't know if anyone has. Does anyone have to win? I don't well, know. Well, no. But 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 who are Google going to prefer? Me, obviously. <laughs> well, this is what I meant. This is what I meant by winning. Like which of us is going to get in? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Interesting. Well, 
I'll write to them this week and uh, uh, see what they say. Yeah, that's good. And now we turn to our Android basic section and we continue our tour of uh, the passwords and account settings and uh, picking up the autofill story from last week. And it's uh, uh, Google autofill. Warren, I know you've recorded anything. Is there anything you want to say by way of preface before we play that? You know, so we come to this section and, of course, last week we talked about this autofill section and we didn't get to its settings. So in other words, what we're talking about this week is the settings to the autofill that contains a number of things, very important things. And that's what I have recorded the preamble for. And so uh, here's that preamble. And when we're done, then we'll go ahead and talk about the things that I have mentioned here in, in the settings to the autofill settings. I am now in the password and accounts area. And as we indicated, we're talking about the settings of the autofill. This time we're talking about the Google. And so we're looking at the settings of the Google autofill. Here's the area that I'm talking about. Autofill service heading. And then below that we have Google. And to the right of that is the item we want to talk about. And that is the settings. Settings button. I'll tab here and we'll go through the items here. And when I'm done, I'll turn you over to the podcast crew as they dissect this area. Autofill with Google. Navigate out. Button out of list. We hear autofill with Google. Navigate to top. Found there at the top left corner. I'll move my finger down from here and see what we have. Use autofill with Google. Switch on in list. And we hear use autofill service with Google. And there's a switch to the right there that is turned on by default. Moving my finger down. Personal information. These are the areas or some of the items that you can go in and input your information. So we got personal information. Addresses. Addresses. That means if you go in here, you could add your address and things like that. Below that, we've got payment methods. Payment methods. And that has to do with things like credit cards and all of that. Next. Passwords. Passwords. And those are the ones we talked about last week. Next. Debug settings. We have the debug settings. Below that, though, we've got. Preferences, security, display, and sync. Preferences, security, display, and sync. And that's the last item. Let's go ahead and tap on this preferences, display, sync, and all of that. Authentication required. Tap to cancel authentication button out of list. Upon tapping on that, we are asked to authenticate. And if you have a fingerprint reader on, then you'll use your fingerprint reader. And if you didn't have one, then you could use your pin to authenticate. I'll put my finger down on the fingerprint to authenticate this session. Authenticated. Tap to cancel authentication button. Autofill with Google. Preferences. Now we're on the page with the preferences. 
Putting my finger near the top, here are the things that we find. Authenticate with biometrics before filling payment cards. Switch on in list. We hear the first item that says authenticate with fingerprint before using cards and that one is on. Below that we got Authenticate with biometrics before filling passwords. Switch off. To authenticate before inputting password, that one is turned off. So if you want to do that, in other words, if you want the biometrics to come up every time you want to put in a password or something like that, then you enable that. Let's keep going. Sync heading. Now we get to the sync heading, and this is probably one of the most important here as well. Here's what we got. Sync preferences. Use preferences on other devices with your Google account. Switch on. So in other words, if I have this turned on, it means all the passwords and everything else will be synced across my other devices. If I turn this off, however, it means it will only be available on this device. Here's what I'm talking about. I'm going to tap here so you hear what I'm talking about. Dialog icon. Turn off sync. Out of list. And? This device will stop syncing autofill preferences. Previous preferences won't be automatically deleted. And below that? Delete all synced preferences. Checkbox not checked. We have a checkbox to delete all synced preferences or not. Next. Cancel button. We have the cancel and to the right of that. Turn off button. The turn off. I'm not going to do that because I want to have that ability to have the same feature on my other devices. Therefore, I will tap on cancel. Cancel button. Autofill with Google. Sync preferences. Use preferences on other devices with your Google account. Switch on in list. And now I'll go back to the previous screen where we were. Autofill with Google. Preferences, security, display, and sync in list. And I am back to that last item. I'll now go back to the previous screen. Passwords and accounts. Settings button in list. And that was the settings for the autofill service. I'll now hand you over to the podcast crew as we talk about these items and see what we like and what we don't like. Thank you, Warren. Um, I've got to say, I, I, I use this fairly extensively. I uh, have most of it populated, certainly the personal information, uh, the addresses and the, the payment methods, although I do definitely use that uh, authentication uh, before uh, the, the payment methods can get populated. Uh, it sounds, sounds from that recording, Warren, that you do use autofill because you're quite keen that it stays synced across devices. I do use it, you know, ostensibly because it's it's my preferred. I mean, like I've indicated last week, I do have Dashlane. However, uh, with Dashlane, you have to pay in order to have that cross-device, uh, you know, support and all of that. And so I have just switched to, uh, you know, the Google one. I used to uh, pay the monthly, no, not monthly, annual thing for Dashlane. And I think I've mentioned it here that it, they said we could not see you on there. Meanwhile, I was being charged from the Play Store. And so finally, when I told Google to refund my money and Google went 
to bat for me and got me back my money. Then these guys came back later on and said, oh, we discovered what was wrong. Uh, we'll give you half the price. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. So this one works for me. And fr frankly, if it's Elfribo for me, I'll keep it Elfribo. And like we talked about last week, you can decide to not even have anything to do with the Google Cloud. It can only be on-device only. The problem is that you have to make sure you remember your stuff because if you lose that, then you are in big water. No one can recover. But like you said, Ed, I like that ability to have my things cross-syncing with each other. And I could pick this other device or whatever device or when I... Um, have a new device, and as long as I sign into the same account, my autofill stuff is on that new device. And that's what I really like. I don't have to have something say, here's the master key. I need to do this before I could access that. And that's part of the problem with uh, Dashlane and the likes of Dashlane. I had forgotten what that master password was uh, one time, and I had to create a brand new account because no one could help me. So that's that's the problem. Yeah. And, and how does this compare to the Chrome thing? Is, is this different? Or will anything in here show up in Chrome as well? It will show up in Chrome as well. But if you decide to do the uh, not... Uh, to only be on device only and not sync with other devices then if I have a Chrome on my computer or on another phone, I'm not going to get that uh, autofill or that same information that I have on the phone that I'm working with. However, the things that have been synced uh, earlier on will remain unless, of course, you go in there and actually just wash them out, so to speak. But other than that, things that you have in the past will be on those other devices, but any new additional things that you add will not transfer to those if you choose to only use that on device. Makes sense. Fee, do you use these? Do you use autofills for stuff like this? Uh, yeah, I, I do, but I'll be honest, I don't often go into the settings. Um... But yeah, I do, although I tend to use the Samsung version, but it's all very, very similar. Um, and yeah, I, I just do my uh, my fingerprint rather than having to remember all the passwords as we were talking about last week. It's much easier. Um, but yeah, I, I it's interesting hearing Warren go through the settings because although they're there, I haven't really... I haven't basically it's worked, so I haven't needed to go into the settings. Um but um yeah, I I definitely use it uh you know pretty pretty regularly actually for shopping apps and uh things like that. Yeah, it's very good. But yeah. Yeah, it, it works well. And and I guess that's what you want. You don't really want to have to be bothering with settings, isn't it? You want uh, hopefully the exactly. class works. But it's good if to I know have what to keep got. going into settings and mucking about, to me that's not very not very. That's kind of annoying, you know. Uh, it's good that you can, um, but it's nice when you don't need to because it works. Yeah, yeah. What you don't you, need John? to go to the settings. One really doesn't need to go to the settings. 
unless, of course, you want to do some finer management and things like that, as we discussed earlier on. But the whole idea is to let one know that it is there. So if you want a manual something, you can go in here as well in these settings. And Fee, you mentioned something about shopping, and that's where that beauty of the autofill shines because I don't have to be filling out all those long forms, first name, last name, address, zip code, you know, all that can get yeah. a little, you know, <laughs> jarring annoying, after a while. Yeah. yeah. So I love, love autofill for that. And most especially if I'm trying to sign into an app, the thing is already there. I, I don't need to, like you said, muck around when trying to <laughs> enter all of those information in there so i, I like that autofill it's good well, what it? i have yeah. discovered on addresses is that if forms have slightly different layouts autofill can acquire slightly different versions of your address if you're not careful so you might want to go in and clear it out occasionally because uh, you might you might you might find you've got slightly weird variants on your address yeah i have had to do that before actually um yeah, yeah, most especially if you've lived in several places, because I, I, I moved a lot earlier on uh, in life. So, you know, I moved from Denver to uh, Washington State. So, and here in the state of Washington, I moved uh, maybe like three or so times. And, you know, I could see my other addresses, but that's what I'm talking about. You can go into these settings where you manage such addresses, delete the ones that you no longer have association to. And that's where that settings uh, comes in handy. Yeah. I even yeah, had two I'm, or three variants of my current address, though. Because I was, of the I was way. just going to say, you don't even have to have moved sometimes <laughs> yeah. with some of the companies and the way they... Like, that's right. I live in a flat that's in a house that's been converted into five flats. So there's the flat number, so flat something and then there's number whatever and then my road and some forms let you put flat x first but other ones won't they'll only let you put the house address first and then afterwards they'll say flat or building and it mangles your address a bit but their system doesn't understand it any other way so you you do have to be careful uh with with that it's a bit yeah. annoying and then you get weird autofill entries created on the back of it which you may or may not want <laughs> yeah um, always, good, always good to clear those out occasionally and i see John, what you guys are talking about because yeah. i think amazon is guilty for that and there's another company that i'll see multiple entries of my address so i know exactly what you guys are talking about but you know some shopping sites uh, do that for some reason amazon Wait. I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Boy, are you who, who, who did it with me? It was Boots, the chem the chemist oh, in this country. Yeah. Doing your address on their website is oh it was I'll never get that time back, you know? Uh, <laughs> it was really annoying. No, you'll never make up that time back with boots, will you? Oh, makeup, very good. Yeah. <laughs> You make, joke up, was you make up such time when you are on Boot Hill. Yeah, no. <laughs> that, that joke is purely cosmetic. Mm, yes, yes, Ed, very good. I was ordering some perfume. Oh. Rather than makeup. And the order didn't work. And I didn't know okay. why. 
I'd, yeah. I'd sorted it out eventually, but working out what on earth was wrong was one because the other thing is, you know, I think a lot of the time if you're if the um if the field hasn't worked, you it's red or something, you know, something we can't see anyway to indicate that that field's wrong or something. It doesn't often tell you in just normal text, you know, can't accept this type of feel, thing or whatever. It it's it just doesn't work when you submit. It's like really annoying. Anyway, I got there in the end. John, do you use what spell? Yeah, I do use it and I haven't changed much of the settings. I pretty much kept the defaults because you know, I do want it to sync. You know, that's kind of the whole point in using it is to have it sync to other devices, especially as often as I change devices. So yeah, I definitely have that enabled. And um, as far as like the fingerprint, I have that enabled for the uh, payments, like putting in payment methods. And I, I don't know if you can even turn that off, but I do have it turned off for just regular passwords and stuff. I figure if I'm already signed in to my phone, like you don't need to ask me for my fingerprint for that. But for the payment methods, yeah, I'll, I'll do my fingerprint. Yeah, I agree with Warren on those master passwords. It's like, it's almost, what's the point? I might as well just key in the password for the site I'm on. Um, so, they, yeah, that's a slight flaw in some of those password managers or on-device uh, things. Much better not to have to do that, I think. While I'm sitting here hearing you guys, and a thought came into my mind, you know, talking about those multiple address entries, and I'm kind of wondering, though, if these things are actually not created by adding additional cards. You know, for example, I go to Amazon and I have my Discover card on there. I have my MasterCard and I have my Visa card. And so every time you enter those things on there, they create their own entry. And I'm thinking that probably could be the reason why we see these multiple address entries. What's quite interesting is I added a card in Autofill or in Google, sorry, in Google Wallet today, and it wouldn't let me autofill the address from Autofill. It just didn't come up. It made me create a new address. I thought that was quite How ironic. Hard. Yeah, there was no autofill. Yeah, so see, if you entered the address manually, now you have multiple oh, addresses. Another one. <laughs> exactly. The fault is coming from um, adding another card, and we should have no reason to, uh, you know, type in our address since my address is there. Why not just grab that address? You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't it make sense at all. So I think that's why we we see those multiple address entries is from adding more than one card. Yeah. So it will come from form sometimes, though, if the form is custom and it won't properly auto fill when you do it and it'll resave your address so yeah cards are definitely a, a culprit though now we move to our app of the week and it's quite an exciting one this week it's uh, a newly released app from google called reading mode and warren's going to demonstrate this one hi this is warren carr of the blind android users podcast for episode 104 app of the week, I am demonstrating the just-released app by Google called Reading Mode. For today's demonstration, I'll be utilizing my Pixel 7 Pro with Android 13 QPR1 
and TalkBack 13.0. For the TTS engine, I'll be using the Voice Variant 6 from the Google Speech Services. I will be demonstrating reading mode. Before we get to the reading mode, though, let me talk about what it is and what it isn't. The whole idea about the app is to make it easy for you to read articles on web pages and other articles without those graphics that sometimes tend to obstruct the text. That's what reading mode is all about. I am on my home screen now and will navigate to the icon for reading mode and activate it. Reading mode. Here is reading mode. I'll tab here to activate. Reading mode. Reading mode turns long content from apps or websites into a format that's easier to read. Customize the font and spacing, hear content read aloud, choose your preferred reading speed, and more. And toward the bottom of that, we have the continue button. I'll put my finger down and tap on that continue button. Continue button. Set up a shortcut for reading mode. And? To get started. 1. Go to settings. 2. Turn on the shortcut. 3. Tap reading mode shortcut to choose whether you want to tap a button, use a gesture, or hold volume keys. Then, when you're reading an app or website, you can open reading mode with the shortcut. In other words, we need to go to the accessibility settings area to enable reading mode. After enabling reading mode, though, we can assign a gesture to it or simply allow that little floating bar or button to be found near the bottom right of the last item on our dock. I will go ahead and now tap on that settings found near the bottom to go enable that from the accessibility settings. Settings button. Accessibility. Navigate up button. Upon tapping on that settings, we have been taken to the accessibility settings area. I will now scroll down, find and tap on reading mode. Reading mode off. Here is reading mode and we are told reading mode off. We'll need to tap here to go enable it. Reading mode. Navigate up button out of list. We are now on a page where we could enable reading mode. I'll put my finger down and move on down from here. Reading mode shortcut off. We hear reading mode shortcut is off and below that. Shortcut settings switch off. We have another switch that says shortcut settings off and below that. Settings. We have something here called settings, which is not so much of the settings that you're thinking of, because if we tap here, all that will happen will take us to a place where we'll see things like feedback and stuff like that. Here's what I'm talking about. Reading mode settings. Navigate up. Button. Out of list. Put my finger down. Send feedback. In list. We hear send feedback and below that. Open source licenses open source licenses. That's all you get here. I'll go back to the previous screen though, because that's where our business is. Reading mode, settings, in list. Now I'll move my finger back upward and enable that first switch that we encountered. Shortcut settings, switch off. 
shortcut settings, switch off, we need to tap here to enable that. Off. Allow reading mode to have full control of your device. Full control is appropriate for apps that help you with accessibility needs, but not for most apps. Out of list. Tapping on that, we hear the classic dialogue about whether or not we need to enable this app to have accessibility settings. And of course, since we're going to be using it, we'll have to. And so we could either tap on allow or do not allow. In this case, though, I'm going to tap on the allow button. Allow button. Tab here. Use gesture to open. To use this feature, swipe up from the bottom of the screen with three fingers. To switch between features, swipe up with three fingers and hold. Here, we, we heard it say, to use gestures, you can enable it and swipe from the bottom with three fingers. Now, if you don't want to use that, though, you could reassign that to something else, and we're going to be touching on that and showing you how to do that. You can also allow the button, which is the accessibility button, and that will say reading mode, or you could even assign the holding down of the two volumes to enable reading mode. But there's no need to do that since we use those two volume keys for enabling and disabling talkback. Got it button. And we tap on got it. Reading mode. Shortcut settings. Switch on in list. And now above that, the first item. Reading mode shortcut. Accessibility gesture. It says reading mode accessibility shortcut. And this is where you can change it. If I tap here. Use accessibility gesture, checkbox, checked, swipe up from the bottom of the screen with three fingers. To switch between features, swipe up with three fingers and hold. More options. And or. Hold volume keys, checkbox, not checked, press and hold both volume keys. Hold volume keys. Cancel button. Cancel or. Save button. Save found there at the bottom right. Reading mode. Reading mode shortcut. Accessibility gesture in list. Now I'm going to go back. Accessibility. Reading mode. Shortcut on in list. Showing items 1 to 11 of 36. Now if you prefer using the button over a gesture or using the volume keys, then we scroll down to the bottom from this accessibility area and tap on Accessibility Shortcut. Here's what I'm talking about. Accessibility Shortcuts. And we go ahead and tap here. Accessibility Shortcuts. Navigate up, button, out of list. Accessibility button and gesture, quickly access accessibility features. We go ahead and tap here. Accessibility button and gesture. Navigate up, button, out of list. And moving my finger down. Quickly access accessibility features from any screen, in list. Use button or gesture, gesture. We hear use button or gesture, and the one that's selected is gesture. If I tap here. Use button or gesture, button, in list. We got button. Gesture, checked. And gestures checked. So if I want that button, I'll tap on button, and that would place a button on my home screen to the right of the last app on my dock that will say 
reading mode. But for now, I'm going to leave it on the gesture because that is easier in the sense that if you allow that reading mode button to appear there at the bottom right of the last item of your dock, what happens is that it tends to overlay the last item and you will need to do a swipe movement to find that item. You are not going to find it if you don't swipe. For example, I have on my dock, the last item on my dock is the camera app. And to the left of that camera app is my password manager. If I enable this button, what happens is that at the bottom right of my screen, to the right of that camera will be the reading mode and it will overlay that camera to where I cannot find it using Explore by Touch. I have to swipe from Password Manager right to here it says Camera. Now that you understand what I'm talking about, let's now go on and reassign this to something else. So in other words, if you do not like using three fingers to swipe from the bottom to invoke this reading mode, we could go into talkback settings and reassign it to something else. Here's what I'm talking about. And I'm just going to exit out of here and go back home or simply bring the talkback menu from here as well. I'll just tap with three fingers to bring up the talkback menu. Talkback menu. Navigation in list. And now I'm going to tap on Talkback settings. Talkback settings. Tap on Talkback settings. Talkback settings. Navigate up button out of list. After tapping on Talkback settings, the next item we want to tap on will be gestures or customize gestures. Customize gestures. Here is customize gestures. I'll tap here. One finger back and forth, heading in list. And now we need to go change or reassign something to launching this reading mode. I'm going to go to the four finger gestures heading because those are the ones I use the list. And so I'm going to go into the four finger heading. One finger angle, heading. Keep going. Showing items. Two fingers, heading. Keep Showing going. items 17 to 20. Double tap with three fingers. Showing items 35 to 44 of 51. All right. Four fingers, heading. Here is four finger. And now, here are the items we have in the four finger heading. Tap with four fingers, practice gestures. Double tap with four fingers, open tutorial. Double tap and hold with four fingers, pass through system gesture. Triple tap with four fingers, tap to assign. I have one here, triple tap with four fingers. Nothing has been assigned to it, and it's unassigned for the moment. I'm going to assign that to invoking my reading mode. In other words, if I want to call up the reading mode, I simply will triple tap with four fingers. So I'm going to tap here. Triple tap with four fingers. Tap to assign, checked, in list. Showing items 1 to 16 of 59. And now I'm going to scroll down toward the bottom and find under the heading that says System Actions, Heading. System Actions. And that's where we're going to find where we could assign this to the accessibility shortcut. Here's what we got. Home. We got Home. 
Back. Back. Overview. Notifications. Quick settings. All apps. Accessibility shortcut. Here is accessibility shortcut. I'll tap here to assign it to accessibility shortcut. Talkback settings. Triple tap with four fingers. Accessibility shortcut in list. Showing now, items 42 to I 51. Have assigned the triple tapping to invoking the accessibility shortcut, which invokes the reading mode. Now I'll exit out of here back to my home screen. Home. Thursday, December. I am back on my home screen and now I'll go to the left home page that is the Google feed Mostly page, cloudy, 27. And I'm going to swipe from left to right to go to that page. Home. Button, Costa Rica, 2, versus 4, Germany, heading. So here's something about the just concluded games for today from the World Cup. And I'm going to scroll down. Showing items. Button, last call for salmon on southwest Washington rivers, heading. Showing There we go. There's something about the last call for salmon on the Washington rivers. I'm going to tap here. Chrome, loading, last 80%. View simplified page. Option available near top of the screen. Now, since I have assigned that triple tap with four fingers to launch the accessibility shortcut, which in turn opens up the reading mode, I will now triple tap with four fingers. One, two, three. Reading mode. Hide reading mode. Button close. Reading mode has come up. I'll put my finger down. Can't read this content. Content with multiple paragraphs of text, like articles, usually work best. Try opening reading mode from another app or website. Reading mode works best in English, French, Italian, and Spanish. In other words, we come across an article that cannot be read using this mode. I'll go back and try to find something else. Chrome. Go back. Button, the food Costco, showing items 5 to 7 of 12. Button, more wintry weather on the way for Oregon, heading. Here's something about Oregon, because we're having a lot of snow here. Let's tap on this one. Chrome, 46%. View simplified page. And now I'm going to triple tab again with four fingers. Reading mode. Hide reading mode. Button, close. Pop-up window. Reading mode makes long content easier to navigate, read, and listen to. And that's near the top. And if I move my finger down. Tab selected, one of three, in list, three items. We encountered three tabs. And the one that's selected by default is the one that's showing the article. And to the right of that. Tab, two of three. There's another tab that says two of three. Tab, three of three. And there's the last one. If I move my finger down. More wintry weather on the way for Oregon. While lower elevations will see very limited snow showers, people traveling through the gorge, the Cascade Passes and the Coast Range should prepare for snow sticking around on roadways through at least Sunday. Heavy wind and rain tapered off in the Portland metro area Wednesday morning, but they've already caused widespread power outages and traffic issues. I just wave my finger over the proximity sensor to shut it off. Now, toward the bottom, we've got some three buttons. From the left, we've got the settings button, and then in the middle, there's the play button, and to the right of that, on the bottom right, is the one that talks about some text settings. 
Here's what I'm talking about, starting from the bottom left. Settings button. And moving my finger to the right in the middle, we encounter... Play button. And to the right of that... Text size button. Text size. Let's go ahead and tap on the play. That's the button that's in the middle. Tapping on that play button turns that button to the pause button. More wintry play button. Text size button. <clears throat> play button. I'll tap here. Pause button. Pop-up window. Tap to skip to the next sentence. Touch and hold to skip to the next paragraph. More wintry weather on the way for Oregon. While lower elevations will see very limited snow showers, people traveling through the gorge, the Cascade Passes and the Coast Range should prepare for snow sticking around on roadways through at least Sunday. Heavy wind and rain tapered off in the Portland metro area Wednesday morning, now but they've already caused widespread power outages and traffic issues. US 26 has reopened after downed power line. Pause button, window reading mode. Lines were cleared from the roadway between the Sylvan over... Play button. Pop-up window. Reading mode makes long content easier to navigate. And I just topped it. Now, the one thing that I really don't like about this is the fact that if I were reading or listening to an article like the one we we're just listening to, and should I decide to shut off the screen, what happens is that it will silence the reading. In other words, you cannot read your article with your screen shut off. Here's what I'm talking about. I'll double tap with two fingers to resume reading. Overpass in the Vista Ridge Tunnel. US 30 is closed about halfway between Astoria and Klatskanai due to a landslide. Traffic officials now, Wednesday morning had no estimate for when that highway would reopen. Screen off. Ringer silent. I just shut off the screen and that silences my reading. And that's what I don't like about it. Now, I'm going to go back to the settings. That's the one that's found on the bottom left corner so that we could see what is contained in the settings. Settings button. Here is that settings. I'll tap here. Settings. Hide settings button. Close. We heard that same familiar hide settings button near the top. I'll put my finger down in the middle of the phone. Display, tab, selected, one of two, enlist, two items. We have two tabs. We've got display, which is selected by default, and to the right of that, an all-important item that says... Audio, tab, two of two. Audio tab, and that's probably the most important one to you and I. I'll tap here to activate the audio tab. Audio, selected. Now that I've activated the audio tab, below there we have... Display, tab, one of two. Reading speed, out of list. We have reading speed, and below reading speed, we got three buttons. We've got... Decrease reading speed, button. And to the right of that... Reading speed, 1x. Reading speed, 1x. You could tap here to go increase the speed. And the last button to the right of that is... Increase reading speed, button. Increase the reading speed. Now, below this, starting from the left, we've got... Reading voice. Reading voice. And below reading voice, we've got... English United States 1. Drop down list for reading voice. English United States voice 1. Below that, we've got... Tutorial button. Tutorial. And the last item here is... 
Send feedback button. Send that feedback. Let's go back though and tap on the drop down for the voice variants. English United States 1, drop down list for reading voice. I'll tap here. English United States 1, pop up window. English United States 1, in list. So we hear English United States voice 1. English United States 2. That's 2. English United States 3. 3. English United States 4. 4. Next. English United Kingdom 1. We're now down to English United Kingdom. So there are four voice variants for the United States. And the next item. English United Kingdom 2. English United Kingdom 2. And that's the last item that we have. So in total, there are four English United States voice variants to the two for the United Kingdom. That would conclude this short demonstration of the reading mode. Our co-host, John Dyer, will be doing a more in-depth look at this app, especially from the low vision usage viewpoint. So if you're low vision and you would like to be able to use those colors and things like that, John would be demonstrating this and will be posting that sometime on our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Warren. See, uh, what's your impression of reading mode? Um, I haven't actually played with it, but I've listened to the demo, of course, and it sounds great because I'm so fed up when I'm reading websites with annoying links to irrelevant rubbish being in the middle. So if it gets rid of all that nonsense, you know, like so you'll be reading an article about something and then in the middle of it, it'll start talking about dating apps or something. It's like, stop. It really ruins the flow. So this this is great. I'm not sure how it works, though, how it um gets rid of all the crap um maybe it doesn't maybe it just doesn't read it out I don't, i'm not sure how that works really it just trips great. them off uh but very Phil, good. what do, what don't you like about dating it's a beautiful thing isn't it you're reading something and someone is pitching something to you here's a nice dating site i think it's a good thing isn't it no, no? I hate to break into what you are <laughs> no. but you're not supposed to be looking <laughs> well, no, I'm not talking about me necessarily. But, oh, it sounded uh, you know, like you were. A young woman <laughs> like Fee should have a welcoming arm for, you know, such I don't want to do online dating. It's rubbish <laughs> when you, I mean, maybe maybe some blind people have done it successfully, but I hate it because it's so much about I pictures. Have. So, I'm no. not, and I'm not ashamed of that. I have. <laughs> if I was sighted, I probably would. But being blind, so many people judge so much on your picture, or there's so much we can't see. Like yeah, so that's someone can say all the nice you. words, but they might they might look like an axe murderer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but no, if I'm reading a very serious news article or something, I don't want that interrupted by, you know, I don't know. Buy our latest, I don't know, yeah, yeah anything really, or something. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, look. I don't even have a dog, go away. Like, <laughs> yeah, ads are always annoying. annoying, they're never what you want at the time. And to answer your question from earlier, I don't know how it does it, but it does it pretty good for the most part. Sometimes it'll miss it. I guess it depends how the ad is formatted, 
Like sometimes I'll be, it'll be reading an article to me and it will read the ad, but you know, it's usually pretty quick and I, I'm just used to ignoring it at this point, but, um, it does solve a lot of the issues with, um, like the, like the incompatibility of websites and just like reading like container or, you know, unlabeled stuff. Like it's just easier just to sit there and listen to it. And the good thing about this app is it works across all kinds of apps, like not just websites. So, you know, cause Google Chrome has uh simplified view and Samsung's browser has their own sort of reading mode that'll strip out the ads, but this, you can use it in just about any app that um, is, you know, formatted a certain way. So it does work in a lot of different places, which is nice. So apps with web interfaces, basically. Yeah, well, basically any app that can scroll because it'll actually scroll your screen for you. It'll read it. You can hear like the scrolling sound in the background as it's like reading the mm-hmm. page and then it'll put a layover or a um, whatever is called the, like, can't think of the word right now, but overlay. Yeah, it'll put the overlay with the text there for you. So like you could do it in anything like you could be in the Reddit app and, you know, just enable it there and then it'll read you the whole Reddit post and all the comments and everything. So is this just an app for blind people or do sighted people use it as well? Or it's what? it's for low vision. Anybody with a um, has a hard time reading or is trying to learn. I'd say it's even for people who are trying to learn English as a second language because it does have like a visual representation and you can adjust the font size and the colors and it'll actually show the words highlighting highlight the words as it's reading it out loud to you so i would imagine that would help you learn a new language um so it's really or even children learning to read yeah exactly but i suppose also it could be uh, really good if you're dyslexic because it has it it can mm -hmm. read aloud can't it you don't have to use talk back you can have it read aloud and if if you're dyslexic or you've got low vision and you can read your phone normally but you don't want to read long stuff on it because it gives you a headache you could get it to read aloud to you yep. or and i like mean I my, my dad doesn't like reading long stuff <laughs> long uh, texts so he he uses i mean he's got an ipad so he uses he actually turns on voiceover and asks me how to do it with voiceover which is quite <laughs> amusing being as he's sighted so this um, is what will ha- will will be very good for him and i think that the whole idea about this is that it's not only the blind but some people like you said have difficulty reading and when we have you know um images in the mix of it it can throw people off in you know, trying to find their way across those images and with this thing stripping off those images and give you that clean look of a text i think it becomes very useful for everybody in reality because you know, like you said earlier, Pete, you don't want to hear something about dating or whatever or buying the next sports car or whatever. I just want to read that article, the text to that article that I just clicked on. If I wanted to go to a dating, I know what dating site or what part of the web to go to if I'm trying to buy a car. And so all of a sudden you slip this in. It could be confusing for uh, someone whose uh, concentration is not very good. And so it's a good thing for all of us. 
Facing me yeah, on the I mean, DMV, want you buying a car, Lauren? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is, like some of the adverts, they don't just say, "Now you can get this new kind of dog food or whatever it is." They'll have all these numbers and letters and nonsense as well. That'll take if if you just do an, a standard read down the page, that'll take ages. To, to read before it gets on to the next bit. So if it strips out all that, that'd be amazing. Yeah. The web has become very complicated. Web is yeah. very complicated indeed. And and then you have these silent videos playing in the middle and spinning in the middle. Oh I <laughs> hate it. Yeah. It was kind of interesting interesting that it failed to read an article. Do we do we know why that was the first one you sent it? Yeah. So it 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 failed to read an article. Sometimes, you know, it, it seems like the formatting is just like the assistant. Assistant sometimes, I don't know if you've ever encountered a page that says, I'm sorry, I cannot read this, but it's the same idea. And I think if it's not formatted right or whatever the case is, you will now and then come across web pages that if you ask it to read, it will tell you, I cannot read such and such a page. Yeah, and sometimes it's just usually um, there's a pop-up that you need to dismiss first, like um, asking you to subscribe or oh, telling or you about cookies, cookies or something. Or... Yeah, exactly. So a lot you of times that will throw it off. You actual cookies, though, do you? Which is a bit <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or biscuits. Yeah, we call them biscuits. Call them. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we would. No, we don't call them fortune biscuits. No, we do have fortune cookies. We do. Uh, the uh, Chinese have that. Yeah. If you go to yeah, a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, if you get a Chinese takeaway or something. Yeah. Yeah. See, I fortune don't like cookies. eating those, but I like reading those funny things in there. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I, let's read it. See what I got, you know. <laughs> Katie Kin's got the best, which damned her with faint praise. It says, your competence is underrated. <laughs> Oh wow! Great. I know. <laughs> she wasn't very happy. No. <laughs> no. What did yours say? I can't remember. Uh, it was a while ago. That one just stuck in my mind. The other thing that struck me about the uh, uh, well, two things really. What one thing uh, that struck me about the app specifically was it was a bit disappointing. It had some unlabeled tabs. I think John, you said they're setup tabs, are they? When we were talking off air. Yeah, it's the um, tutorial or the first run experience. Um, those it is disappointing because it's an app. You know, I mean, it's not specifically designed for blind people, but it, you know that's going to be a large portion of the users. So it's disappointing that they didn't have the um, tutorial with labeled tabs. But yeah, so if you just each tab is like one of the three steps in the tutorial, and then if you swipe to the right. Um, to the right of the third tab, you'll just have a finish button that you can dismiss. So once it's gone, it'll never come back and bother you. The actual app itself, the overlay that pops up when you are reading an article doesn't actually have tabs in it. That's a yeah, bit yeah. rubbish, though, because first impressions count, you know? And somebody might go, oh, I don't know what this is, and give up. Yep. You are right, Fee, and that's critical. And whoever didn't think of this in the first place, I think kind of dropped the ball here. I'm not going to be you know, uh, going soft on that person here, but 
we should have had those things labeled. I mean, mine kind of earlier on, it recognizes, it says uh, three dots for the other one and the other one says more and the other, the third one also said more. Um, but that is not descriptive of what the tabs are. And no, so why couldn't it just say step one, step two, have, and step exactly, three or something? Someone should have done a better job at it. But, you know, things get improved. Hopefully, when they listen to this podcast, they will go ahead and fix it. Boris, yeah, when they, we fix it, it. It's when they don't actually use some of the people they're trying to cater for to test the product. True, but it, it could have been this. Uh, maybe it was... used to work, and then they did an update, and it doesn't anymore. But yeah. most of the testers had already gone past that tutorial stage, so they didn't know. That could be another reason why that hasn't been addressed. Because if it is something you only see once, um, I mean, even if you uninstalled it and reinstalled it, your phone would probably know you'd had it before. So, um. Yeah, I don't know how you'd test that. Yeah, so the best thing we can do at this point is just submit feedback on it because, you know, it's a new app. So yeah. I'm sure it'll improve over time, hopefully. <laughs> so um, so if people want to download it from the Play Store, what do they need to search for? Reading, reading mode. mode. Reading yep, mode. And it's by Google. Okay. Google LLC. Yeah. So it should be one of the first results. The only okay. other thing I'd say, just on the demo, and people might know this already, and it, it's possibly implicit, Warren talked about setting a gesture instead of using the accessibility button. You'll need Android 13 to be able to do that. You cannot do that in earlier versions of Android. So you're kind of stuck either having a uh, choice of accessibility options on the volume buttons, which I don't recommend uh, if you ever need to uh, suspend or reload talkback, or a slightly suboptimal option of having that accessibility button but as warren said that can obscure buttons on the bottom right of your phone it's, it's not so much a problem with the dock for me because on mine it i have the three button navigation bar so it puts it to the right of recents where it is a problem is if i want to change keyboards because the switch input method disappears um but yeah you, you won't be able to set a gesture to do this in anything under android 13. ah so yeah, if that's I want a good to do point. it on my on my S9, which I do still use. Um, okay, that's well, good to know. It depends what your S9 runs because they actually took the gesture away in 12. So it was there in 11. And I don't want, know when it was introduced, but I know it was in 11 and possibly 10. But they took it out in 12 and they brought it back in 13. So yeah, the gesture is only... If you're running 12, you can't use the gesture. But I do want to point out, and especially because... The app doesn't mention this at any point, but there is, you can just, you don't have to use any accessibility shortcut if you don't want to. You can just add it to your quick settings. So once you've installed the reading mode app, it'll be available as a tile that you can add to your quick settings. So if you just want to be able to access it by pulling down your notification shade and hitting a toggle there, then that's another way you can do it. You don't even have to um, use the accessibility gestures or buttons or anything if you don't want to. Ah, so if you haven't got Android 13, that could be the way to... Well, and, and don't forget on Samsung's as well, though, that you have two hardware accessibility options. So you have the really? volume buttons and you have power and volume. So if you're S9, you're not that fussed about using voice assistant, then bin it off and set uh, volume and power, uh, volume up and power to uh, launch reading mode. 
Very good idea, Ed. Because if、oh, one has a Samsung phone, you might as well utilize one of those、uh, physical buttons in launching that thing instead of、uh, you know all these walkarounds. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about、uh, Samsung phones. Exactly. That and being able to answer calls with the up volume button. Yep, which is just that's awesome. That's also great.、Mm-hmm. Nothing particularly to do with this conversation, but another reason I love Samsung phones. Yeah, I also want to mention that Google and Discovery Center. You just got yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it now. Yeah, <laughs> you just lost that visit to the Google Discovery fee. Um, we'll have to go back gonna, and、uh, edit、oh, that out for、yeah. you. So I'll, I'll just have、sure. to edit it out and make sure. <laughs> right, I'll just have another、there. hot chocolate to cheer myself <laughs> up instead. So another thing I wanted to mention、um, is that it behaves differently with different、um, TTS engines. So the way it behaves when you're using Google's TTS or speech services by Google, and I actually like this approach, is if the article is reading something. And you do anything like swipe to the next icon, it'll pause. It'll temporarily pause the re- reading back of the article so that you can hear what Talkback is saying. And as soon as Talkback is done talking, it'll resume the playback. So you never have like your screen reader and the、um, actual reading mode talking at the same time, which I think is the perfect implementation. I prefer it that way. But that just wanted to point out. It only works with Google TTS. So, like, if you have Samsung TTS, and I'm assuming any other third-party TTS, you might struggle with like hearing、uh, the TTS engine versus the reading mode. Like, you might want to pause it, pause the reading mode before you start like going into the settings and changing voices and all that. But, so, how do you、um, pause the reading modes? There's a pause button near the bottom middle of the reading、right. mode. And there's actually、um, there's different controls. There's a left, a previous, and a next arrow, which will go to the next sentence, previous sentence. If you press and hold, they'll go to previous paragraph and next paragraph. And there's also a slider, so you can go up to the slider and you know scrub through the slider with、um, talkback gestures to like get to the point in the article you want it to pick up with. It actually it's really long works, article that could be very useful. Yeah. It is、um, the only, and I know Warren agrees here. The only thing that's disappointing to me is that it doesn't actually use the media track, and I think he mentioned it and demonstrated it in that、um, tutorial. Is that you can't listen with the screen off because it doesn't use the media、um, channel, and also if it did use the media channel, you'd be able to pause it and resume it with the talkback gesture or with、um, headset controls, and you'd also be able to. Like scrub through using a headset controls, which is how I use、um, Speech Central. You know, I I just re- let it read an article to me with the screen off, and I can use my headset controls to like go forward and backwards through through it. So I'm a little disappointed that it doesn't use、uh, the media channel, but it does work really well, and I do、it's、use it a ac- lot. It's using accessibility, is it? Yeah. Yeah, and、um, I haven't looked at the settings. C- can you assign it and talk back to use different TTSs? Actually, I need a. I don't. It doesn't use the accessibility volume because you can adjust the accessibility、um, volume separate from it. So I think it does use the media channel, but it doesn't treat it as 
media. Like you can't play and pause with the talk back gesture or anything like that. Okay. And can you have different TTSs for reading mode and talk back? Well, as yeah. I showed in that um in that demonstration, it has its own voices though. Um you know, there are four American voice variants, two, the two from the United Kingdom. Uh, so it depends on the region. You may only have maybe one voice or maybe two, like we see in the case of the UK. And then, you know, in the States, you have four voices to choose from. So you choose the one that you like, that sounds better to your ears and, and things like that. But like John says, if there's one of the things that I don't like would be that inability to read with my screen off. I think someone forgot about that. I thought for a while, though, that it was just because maybe my phone was in silent mode since I was trying to do the demonstration. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I'm not having, you know, incoming messages, you know, getting read or making noises or whatever the case may be. So I had it on silent mode. And I thought maybe that's why if I shut off the screen, it wasn't working. But later on, though, I uh, took my phone off the silent mode and I realized it was still the same way. So I don't know what was going on here. But definitely an app well worth checking out. And another one of those article reading apps that uh, is well worth a look. And obviously, depending on how you set it up, might be rather more instant than some of the other uh, uh, article sending solutions you have to deal with issues like this. And now for the tip of the week, Austin's going to show you more details on how you can find out what Wi-Fi band and network you're connected to. This is Austin Pinto recording for Blind Android Users Podcast. This is a tip of the week. So as you know, recently I bought a new Wi-Fi 6 router and I connected my Pixel 6a to it. Now I was a little curious to see whether my phone was connected to Wi-Fi AC or Wi-Fi 2.4 gigahertz or Wi-Fi 6 because my router just shows one access point name and it uh, has something called Smart Connect, which uh, either lets you connect it 2.4 or 5 or 6. So today we will learn on how to see which type of network or Wi-Fi network your phone is connected to. So this is my Accessibility Pixel volume set to 100%. So first we need to go to settings. So I have opened settings and now I need to find network. Search network, connect network and internet, mobile, Wi-Fi, hotspot. So I found Double tap it. to activate. Network and internet, navigate up, button, out of list. Okay, so I need to click on the option called internet. Internet, navigate up, fixed connectivity, in progress, Airtel, LTE, settings, Wi-Fi. On switch. Then I need to click on my network. Wi-Fi. Raja 7. Parag Palestine Pinto underscore router. Connected. Wi-Fi signal full. Secure network. Network details. Navigate up. Button. So this will list. open the network Double details tap to window. Activate. Modify. Palestine Pinto connected. Forget. But disconnect. Button. Share. Signal strength. Excellent. 
So you see signal strength is excellent. Frequency, 5 gigahertz. So now it's counted at 5 gigahertz. But there is a kind of a, um, unlabeled thing here. If you go down. Security, WPA3 personal. So security is WPA3 personal. Network usage, detect automatically. Privacy, use randomized MAC default. Auto connect, allow connection to this network when in range, on, switch, add device, use a QR code to add a device to this network. Network details, heading. Then you get this uh, network details heading. You go still down. Type Wi-Fi 6. So here Double again you see type as Wi-Fi 6. And that is it for the tip of the week because under that you will see all your IP and randomized MAC address and all, which we can cover in details later. So that is the tip of the week. And everyone have a nice week. And we're going to continue with uh, Hologram Austin. He's not here today, but he's going to tell us how you can get in touch with us from a previous episode. So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can browse our website, blindandroidusers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Subscribe to our mailing list, blind android users plus subscribe at groups.io the links for telegram and twitter clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links so that is it from us this week that's it from us folks for this week thank you very much for listening and we shall see you soon bye 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 goodbye bye everybody thanks for listening Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel.